so Lauren, I do want to say it's fine. It's a long time coming having you on the podcast, and I really appreciate you last night when you were like, Declan, I'm gonna get a nice rest. I'm gonna get a good night's sleep, and I'm not gonna get too drunk yep. so I don't lose my voice. <laughs> and here I am with a with my voice is like it's dwindling away. I did exactly what you didn't do. Put it that way. Well, honestly, I kind of did the thing I didn't want to do anyway because I should have gone home at like 10 p.m. But, you know, we're good. <laughs> it's never how it works out. Yeah, we're all right. We got our energy still here. Oh, yeah. This is a long time coming. We let's should we just jump right in and talk about um, you reaching out on LinkedIn back in January? Yeah, I think that that's a really cool starting point. Um, we Declan posted on LinkedIn saying we're looking for some help and you were on a vision trip with St. Thomas, yep. correct? Yep. No Wi-Fi. No Wi-Fi. And you woke up one morning and there was a couple there was a couple LTE bars coming through and you got a note and you were just checking your LinkedIn. Oh yeah. And we posted we're looking for help and you reached out and uh that was in January. And then then we got, then we gra- we grabbed coffee over by St. Thomas at Quixotic. Uh, yes. And I knew right away. You had worked with Scott, Scott Ballard and you just knew your stuff. You were just like asking the right questions and I was like we need help and you are our answer. You're the source. You are the source. It's so- just so funny to me that I was at the right place at the right time when I saw that LinkedIn post because I didn't have cell service at all except for that day and I was at the top of a mountain. I could have been doing anything, and I don't know why I checked LinkedIn. <laughs> of all things. Of all places. Yep. Of all things. So, yeah, then we met up and... Bring the mic just a little bit closer. Okay. Yep. Yeah. We met up, and I was... I didn't know what it would be like. Like, I totally thought you guys were going to be, like, intimidating interview. <laughs> I didn't know what I should wear. Mm-hmm. All scared. And, yeah, after sitting down and talking, I, I could tell it was going to be a good, good ride good balance for sure yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. absolutely so i i guess uh i'd like to start also just like a little bit of background about you yeah um could you give us like kind of just an introduction context to like where we were at or uh who you are and that would kind of fulfill like our vision or our first impression of you pretty much in january yeah that is a lot to talk about (laughs) but you know i can i can try to sum up um who yeah, is Lauren I I am a true Minnesotan <laughs> savage Minnesota born and raised and I have just grown up in a very good community with a lot of good friends and people to support me and I think that I was able to learn a lot along the way to where I am now um about like building strong relationships. So I would say like if I'm talking defining factors of like who I am and my personality, I think it is building strong relationships and defining those relationships um, and like keeping up with those and making sure that those are strong and valuable. Um, But in terms of just like things that I that kind of make me who I am, I danced for 15 years of my life and I music is my favorite thing ever. And it's because I've spent so much time i don't want to know how many hours you know like spotify does those recap, spotify yep, recap the rap rap things yeah. um if i got one of those for my all-time life it would probably be like 50 percent of it <laughs> listening to get. music listening yep. to music um so i think music and like film and like movies like i've always been so into cinema and just like going to the movie theater and i really like that 
like feeling people get from music or from movies or from a podcast. And so I have really like gotten in touch with the creative side just over my entire life through all of that. And yeah, I think that has translated a lot into me wanting to get involved with the podcast and with media and telling stories, I guess. Yeah. And I think another awesome part about your personality is you're someone who is very active in and um, following through. Like you set yourself up to make the to make moves in general um, and you're consistent. It's it's incredible. We so we for the back pocket, you do so many various tasks for us and we just kind of like throw things at you all the time whether it's social media based event based or really just hey lauren we need help with this wrapping gifts wrapping gifts you're oh, a yeah. swiss army knife <laughs> or swiss army knife no joke and you're you're saying yes to a ton of things and you're good at everything um and uh that was evident like right away when we uh, started just ass- assigning you things with like writing copy for social posts. Yeah. So anyone that doesn't know, Lauren is behind the majority of what we're doing on social media, um, whether it's like tactically branded stuff and then like um, posting on uh, Twitter and LinkedIn and uh, Instagram stories very active and it's taken a huge load off of us because Declan and I we we carried back pocket social presence for three four years and um it's we needed to free up our headspace so having you in our pocket now is is allowed like back pocket to become a podcast production company because we can actually like think bigger than just the day-to-day things yeah just like instead of just like focusing on the post and what's what it's going to be like you've helped us greatly with that and I think the other really cool part too is like if we want to get to where we want to go, which is like, we want to be basically the, an, an awesome, like global brand. <laughs> I don't know what, what, what it will end up being one day, but like what I always think about is like, it's, it's going, what I want it to be is I don't know what it is yet, but I, I know it's going to be something that's bigger than just Andrew and I. And that was what we really set out this year was we wanted to find people that we could teach and that we could like share our wealth of knowledge with and have them take it and run with it and we're sitting here in this room and it's the three of us and marcus like this is this is this is our 2020 yeah seriously like teaching marcus how to fully produce a podcast live here like you're crushing it marcus it's phenomenal and then you on the on the flip side of things where you're helping us run all these social things or everything on social media and all the strategy behind it but i think the coolest part about it is like andrew and i could eat like could still continue to do it but there's so much to do now. Like there's so much more to do that we had to bring on someone else to help us do it. Like you taking our LinkedIn from like 90 followers probably at the beginning of the year to like, we're almost like, I think we're like almost like 500. Yeah. Something like that. It's Mm -hmm. freaking crazy. Like there's just different pockets of content and branding and places to put our stuff out there that you have taken and run with. And it's just awesome. You're like, you're a doer and I appreciate it. (laughs) Well, thank you. I just appreciate more than anything. You guys giving me, the trust that you have with it Mm -hmm. because obviously when you're working with someone new you don't know how much of a doer they are and how much say they want things and especially and i'm sure you guys could agree that back when i started it was a lot more okay what do you guys want Mm -hmm. how does this look whereas now i do know that we have that trust or i'm just gonna go ahead and do that post Mm -hmm. or 
make that copy. And that's something that has helped me grow so much because I have taken so much more confidence away by doing this for you guys that I'm going to be able to use moving forward. Whereas Mm. if I were just taking classes on how to do social media at school, I would be back where I was in February. Right. It's a lot of in the in the uh, industry learning to yes. get to get ahead. Um, I also want to talk about the podcast you started recently. Talk yeah. about you being a doer and, and staying consistent and, and uh, accepting challenges. Our other good buddy, Ben, who um, posted on his Instagram story, uh, Podmas, was yes, it? Or po- Podmas. Podmas. Yeah. And it was like the middle of December or maybe it was the beginning of December. Yeah, something like that. It was and like, something around the lines. Bit. And yeah, he's like... I, <laughs> I would love, uh, I'd like to challenge a certain amount of people to uh, start a podcast. Yeah. And he challenged you and you took him up on that challenge. How's that going? It's going well. Yeah, that is the thing. It's it's a, a blessing and a curse that I don't take challenges lightly and I will step up to the challenge most times. And so I saw that and, and I kind of talked about this in my first episode of my podcast, but I, I kind of sat and thought about the idea for a little bit because... December being in college, like I'm a junior at St. Thomas and being in college, especially this year, there is a lot of work that needs to be done and finals were coming up. So I really didn't know if I should go for it, but I sat and thought about it and I like you guys do this podcast and you just kind of went with it when you were back at school as well. And I really, I just wanted to put myself out of my comfort zone and try something new because I've always kind of been like with the back pocket, just doing the behind the scenes things. And I hadn't been recording and I went for it. So yeah, I called that be your journey. And I've just been kind of rolling with how things shape us and the journey that we're all on. And it could be the smallest thing that happens on your day-to-day basis, or it could be a bigger idea, but I've just kind of been taking it and talking about whatever I feel like that day. And I really like, for me, I'm not trying to even promote it yet. And I just want to learn from it. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm enjoying it. That's awesome. What I really liked about it too, um, was you did a really good job of like kind of detailing your background, uh, in those first two episodes and tying it to like the purpose of the, of that specific podcast, whether it was six minutes or 13 or 20 minutes like yeah you did a really good job about that um can you kind of describe um your a little bit of, of what you talked about on maybe episode two mm-hmm. um of your kind of journey this year in uh finding a job and going around cr- like the covet era uh or going through the covet era with a job and, and how you kind of maneuvered all of that i thought that was just phenomenal yeah thank you um i Definitely. Yeah, I think it was episode two. I was talking about how I started this year when we didn't really know what was going to happen with Corona. I was a Spanish tutor for two girls in high school, and I worked at the flooring store that my dad works at doing accounting work. I was just kind of all over the place. I like to have, I like to stay busy. So lots of part-time jobs. And when everything hit with COVID and things started getting shut down, all of the jobs I was doing really weren't necessary at the time. It wasn't essential. And I had a moment like at first I really wasn't too worried. And again, like being in college, a lot of people, some people have a job, some people don't, it's not really um, 
that crucial. And I'm so comfortable with doing my own thing regardless. I don't feel like I need to be at a certain place at a certain point. So I was pretty chill with it at first. But after a while, I was starting to get a little more defeated about it because I had just found out I was going to be going back to work with the Minnesota Vikings as an intern with uh, youth marketing, which I did summer 2019 as well. And when I found out that that wouldn't be happening, that was kind of my uh, shoot kind of moment. And it, it for a while, I I was definitely upset, but I, I turned it around and having you guys give me more work to do as well and being able to I think like it being summer and being warm really helped because we were able to do events outside right. we were able like as as the summer progressed people weren't as terrified of the virus as they were back in March when we didn't even know if we could step into this podcast studio face to face right so I really was able to take that and go, you know, this this wasn't how I planned my summer to be or my year, but it has been looking back the most defining summer defining year this far. And yeah, I'm just I'm very thankful. Like at the time, a lot of times you think whatever is happening is just it's just bad. You're not you're not happy with what's being thrown your way. Mm-hmm. But finding i've learned to try to find those silver linings more and that's also kind of what i look for in my podcast as well and i think that's something that you guys do as well with the whole wildly average thing like we don't have to be superheroes at the glamour we are doing those superhero things as an average person right yeah and it's it's uh it's an all the time thing because when you're especially this year alone, you're seeing a lot of adversity and you're seeing a lot of just uh, traumatic, habitual um, events happening, whether it's, you know, COVID and uh, social racial injustice um, and so on and so forth. Loads of things happening here in 2020. So many things. But you have to choose to be optimistic and you have to choose to find that silver lining um, and push yourself in a new area because it's all uncharted territory. Um, And I think you choosing to reflect on daily things with your Be Your Journey um, podcast and also like just challenging yourself to help us with Back Pocket and you also have other jobs and you're in school. You're a junior. Yep. Um, You have a lot of great things going for you which is really cool and you're you're very motivated to find the next step of like okay i've done this where can how can i use this as a skill to take me to the next spot doing event stuff for the vikings and then we ask you hey we need help with bocello what do you think you could help us with mm-hmm. i'd love to be your event planner i can help with decorations and like making sure everything gets on the boat xyz and uh that took a huge load off of our shoulders awesome yeah you as the event planner with all the decoration of the boat and that whole process just went swimmingly you had a whole little team you had a unit of helpers yeah yeah. ordering the banners yeah zip tying everything up there yeah we, we yeah that was funny because caitlin and uh um ike were there too yep. so you that, we were like i right, go see uh lauren and she'll like put you in in, in spots <laughs> we didn't have to worry about anything just those small things and that's come up time and time again for us and and, and then you're doing it for yourself so i know we're kind of like gassing you up and we're throwing a ton of like things at you but you deserve it like you've this year we've worked with you now for a full year and uh we couldn't be happier it's really cool yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's it's mutual. And I think one thing that you, you talked about in, in 
Andrew was just mentioning and alluding to as well as like we got we, we have we got so much things thrown at us this year in 2020 oh, yeah. just as a whole. And it's it's the people that can like kind of see through that and like choose to to find the certain things that they want to do or how they want to feel or what's going to gratify them or, or give them energy. And that's kind of what I think this course of like gratitude and what we're talking about here, it all kind of lines up. But we when when you when I, when we talk about you just being like a doer like i think that's so important to like mention because it's it's just interesting because like people can get down on themselves so badly because they are opting into like finding all these different things to get worried about because there's so much out there but like you you really put the work in like you <laughs> your podcast is awesome because you 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 work at it every single day you're good at what you do because you put in the work and you're the you're like when Sophie and Sydney were talking like, Hey, we, we, we might have this new intern for straight candid. Yeah. Like, how do we, how do we operate this? And I was like, honestly, we got so lucky with Lauren because she's a doer and we got to just enable her right away. We gave her these small tasks. She crushed it. And then it was on to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And it's just cool to like, look back and like see, um, your progression. One thing about your story earlier this year was the DoorDash experience. Oh yeah. I can you talk about, about yeah. Can you talk about that for a little bit? <laughs> yeah. So I don't even know at what point it was, but after I kind of lost my jobs pre COVID, I was looking for ways to make money because I signed a lease um, at a house by St. Thomas and I had to pay rent. And if I wasn't making money, eventually it wasn't going to turn out too good. So I, Decided to sign for DoorDash and like I have some friends who have done it. So I asked a few questions and you basically like you can choose your hours. You can dash for an hour. You can dash for 10 hours if you want. So I started delivering fast food to people and I started in Savage and Prior Lake by like at my parents' house uh, when I hadn't moved in yet to my St. Paul house. And then once I moved into St. Paul, I would go all over the cities, go to Egan, Mendota Heights. And I there was so much that I was able to just when you're alone in a car with your thoughts, you can think through so many situations and just really learn a lot about yourself or like have some clarifying moments because you are you're alone. What well, you're not talking to anybody else. Um, and another thing is because I love my music. Like I just pump my music up, put my windows down um, on those warm summer days. But I another really cool thing that came from that was exploring the cities and exploring Minnesota because I really being like growing up and being in dance, I spent all of my free time dancing or doing homework. I didn't really get out like being someone who's from minnesota i really before college didn't know what anything was anywhere people people would come if like you guys came to me from colorado or illinois and you're like hey uh where can we go get coffee in the cities i had no idea right you know mm -hmm. so being able to explore and now like i have all these these places in my wheelhouse where if someone does ask me that now like I, I have a whole list. I'd even I'd had a running note in my phone. So I'd walk by. I think there's some it's called like something creamy cone. It's an ice cream place. I still haven't been, but I drove by it and I was like, that's cool. So I just write them down. So Smart. when COVID's over, catch me going everywhere to try these places, I guess. Mm -hmm. 
Are you still door dashing? I am. I don't as much just because I really had to crack down on school this semester. But I, yeah, I try to go two days a week if I can still. Gotcha. Yeah. Always hustling. Finding another <laughs> gig. Gotta hustle. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's freaking so cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. I just respect it. It's just amazing. Yeah. And then, yeah, I don't know. It it, it was cool because we talked with Jeremy, too, um, about this year and like how... <clears throat> Like just going back to Bocella, I just yeah. love the fact that like we had this thing that we all just like work together as a team on. Mm-hmm. Like everyone had their own little things to, to like their own little like responsibilities within this massive scope of thing. We just like freaking made it happen. Mm-hmm. And then turn around and do the same thing for uh best, best Christmas, Christmas ever. ever. Yeah. Like surprising the family with all those gifts uh yesterday was just like the coolest thing. That was just, very rewarding. It's oh, amazing. Yeah. yeah. And and again, another thing that we didn't even ask you that you just stepped out and did was organizing your DSP fraternity that you're in. Yeah. And uh, doing a Zoom yoga class and getting together. And then everyone uh, donated a few dollars and you raised almost $150 for us. Seriously. And right I, I have to give credit to my friends, Carolyn and Jordan, because they put that together. I told them about the foundation and they ran with it. So that was that was all them, too. But I was so happy because i thought that you know we'd probably get fifty dollars out of that telling everyone "Eh, if you want to donate five dollars come do yoga 140 dollars or whatever it was Mm -hmm. that blew me away it blew me away too a bunch of college students coming together yeah really cool there's and it's so funny we already touched on a handful of them but all the different things you're involved in DSP fraternity. Yep. You're a junior at St. Thomas. Um, the list goes on and on. Like we started this podcast a, a month from where you're at in your timeline in really? February, our second semesters as juniors. And, uh, we've been doing it now for four years and, uh, it's just crazy to think about like we are in your position at the very beginning of this thing. Yeah. yeah. I was just thinking about that, how you said you started your podcast just a few short weeks ago. And I was like, Oh wait, we were literally a few weeks ahead, like yeah. away from starting ours at the same at time. The same exact time. Yeah. yeah. What's been uh, out of like everything that you've kind of thrown yourself at this year. Um, what's one thing that you'll like What's one thing that you really, really enjoyed that you want to like amplify or 10x like going forward? Yeah, I I have two things, I guess. One is working with the Boatella event planning, actually, because me going into I'm a marketing major going into marketing. Yes, event planning can be a job that comes out of that in the future, but it was never something that I had thought of before. But I have learned that I'm such a planner and I like to, you know, be an initiator and do things and being hands on and talking with people all the time, just having that very like that setting to be very outgoing because I do need that um, is something I will amplify moving forward with even if it's not actually event planning, knowing that I can take a bunch of moving pieces and put them together to make something happen. Because I, going through my first few years of college, kind of thought that, oh, there's all these steps. You take your classes, you get your degree, you do an internship, you get hired, you work work your way up the ladder, and life is life, right? Mm-hmm. But knowing that like my narrative is my narrative and I can do whatever it is that I want to do. Like, obviously that's still what I would be doing if I was taking these steps, but in a different way, knowing that I can be the facilitator of where I'm going. I don't know. It just, it it was, it was a lot of eye opening 
stuff that I was able to see just from being able to help put on an event like that. So I think that would be one of them. Tripling down on events. I like it. No, that's sweet. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's a really good, you mean it. It's a really good point. Like you're the, you're the narrator of your own story and it sounds so like, it sounds so cliche and it sounds like so obvious. Like, of course I'm in control of what I want to do, but yeah, there are like these, a lot of external pressures from everybody and kind of just in culture of like, you know, get that, get that job right out of college, go and do this. And, uh, you know, really put yourself out there into one company and just kind of work your way up. And I mean, thinking about like, Andrew, you like lived what exactly you're living exactly what Lauren's talking about, where you didn't do that at all. You tried, <laughs> you tried to go apply for all the jobs, jobs but like yeah. you, Nothing you ended stuck. Yeah. You yeah. ended up just narrating your own, your own career path right away. And, uh, look at you now. Right. Mm-hmm. You can, you can pick your own path. And I think that's, um, what's most exciting about like what we're trying to teach you and uh you're catching on like wildfire um do you think that's something natural that you've always had like being someone that's been able to uh consistently like try new things and be able to not not worry about failing like you can go ahead and try and be like if this stinks so be it or has that been something that you've learned over time through dance and other things um throughout like your childhood yeah i i definitely learned it i if i go back to about third grade i was such a perfectionist if i messed up one thing in school it was tears i was not okay with it so thinking back to then and like where I am now, like if I make a mistake, I I'm almost happy because I'm learning from it. Right. And I have a takeaway. And yeah, so it's it's grown over time. But I think dance really helped because you are told a lot of things that you you can't take personally. And if you do, you're just going to get eaten alive in that world. So from the time I was three to the time I was 18, standing in front of a mirror next to a bunch of other girls, like sometimes even you're comparing yourself um, to those other girls, but being told by coaches and teachers to, you know, tuck your ribcage in, you know, stand up straight, jump higher, just, it just fires every single day. So I learned really quickly through dance to, you don't take it personally and you're either going to be able to make that correction that you're being told or you can't. It's it's one or the other. And you are still a person at the end of the day. So whatever that person is telling you to do, like if you're trying your best, that's what you got. So I think that has been really helpful. And also just like in terms of school or work or just doing things outside of sports, I I really learned that from my parents. Like they're both very resilient people who they they they're doers and they want to work hard Mm -hmm. so when i when i get involved in something like i learned as i was growing up i kind of like learned how to mimic that that action that they take yeah make fear a stranger yeah that's the line from uh, steve weigel i'm i'm quoting that that's gonna be my 2021 line make fear a stranger i like that um because when like trying something new is awful is hands down the scariest thing, whether you're put into a, just any new situation or um, trying something new is it's very scary because you don't know what's going to come out of it. And uh, um, make fear a stranger, Steve Weigel. I, he sent me a T-shirt. And I'm all about it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I clipped out. I have actually I haven't clipped it. I haven't exported it yet, but in the ice video, you're filming them on live on live stream. Jordy's filming the both of you, and he pans right to you, and you're pointing at Lauren. You're like, 
quoted exactly what you said. Yeah. Quoted yeah. 2021 is going to be make fear a stranger. Steve Weigel, I love you. I was yeah. like, oh, man, this is intense. <laughs> Minute 23. <laughs> like, guys funny. going nuts. Well, that's another thing that uh, we just threw you in and said try, we're trying something new here. Manage, <laughs> yeah. Managing that live stream. Yeah. Um, pretty not like the craziest task but you have 30 minutes where you need to keep people entertained mm -hmm. and i can only do so much i'm in the i'm in the water and i'm also <laughs> trying to like mentally like keep strong and maybe five ten minutes beforehand we got together and i was like all right so i'm thinking i'm gonna uh for the first two minutes, I need to sit there and like think through where I'm going to be at, and yep. like I can't, I'm not going to be talking into the camera, so I'm going to need you to like entertain people. Maybe go to the donation page, and uh, you know just keep people going, keep the chats active, <laughs> keep the chats <laughs> hot. Yeah, uh -huh. and you did exactly that. So many people reach out, and that posting, reposting that Instagram story was awesome. Thirty minutes of like great content that you had never really done anything quite like it, mm -hmm. and you able to execute it and snap your fingers. Yeah, right and I think it helped that. I have gotten to know so many of your guys' friends in the community that is surrounded by the back pocket because I, if you had thrown me into that back in February, right. <laughs> I don't think I would have said a word. I probably just would have held the camera and been like, all right, shout out to Jeremy Kofi. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> and I don't know who that right. is. Right. None of the names would have made sense. No, yeah. no. So like being able to interact in the chats and yeah, I definitely still was like, oh, okay, <laughs> this is go time because like you had me pulling up the, I was watching the donations actively roll in mm -hmm. on my other phone. So I had two phones in hand. <laughs> and your camera and on your neck. Camera. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, and at that point I was like, all right, I can't use the camera anymore. But yep. yeah, it was, it was good. I really had had a lot of fun doing that simple thing that you executed <laughs> and you made it i mean you could have easily just pointed the camera and had me um like talking in and out silence filled you could have done you just you made sure to go the extra mile and uh like uh, try new things it's i'm gonna continue to repeat it but it's it's working so continue to do it yeah, <laughs> it's great speaking of continuing to do it um what are some things like that you want to try and do like what are some new things that you want to try next year or go moving forward just so we know like okay we'll keep that mentally in our back pockets of like Ooh, performance review yeah. on our end how can we be better <laughs> yeah. yeah and our performance <laughs> review is on air yeah, <laughs> yeah well we're gonna go ahead and, and now we're going to our performance review of the year yeah, yeah. <laughs> mark is glad to have you here as well yeah marcus you're next actually, so. um um but no like uh, what I guess besides instead of talking about like <laughs> the performance of this year, because yeah. you cry, we we all, <laughs> we, we already circled. No, that wagon. we already circled that wagon. Yeah. What are what what things do you want us to like look and try and give you for next year? Yeah. Like, what, what do you what what kind of things are you interested in or want to try? Well, honestly, I like we've talked about. I like to try anything I haven't done because I I like I I just want to I want to rack up what I can learn and be able to like give back through that as well. Like if I'm helping you guys by also doing something that is completely new to me, I'm all in but mm -hmm. i really i i just want to be as involved as i can and i want to see like you guys have so many places that you can go <laughs> in 2021 and even when like declan when we sat down at that coffee shop and we were kind of you're drawing out your little diagram oh my god yeah. I, don't, I don't think you know how pumped i got by that because i was watching it expand and i could just see in my mind the fact that it, it can keep expanding Yes. So yes. I, I want to. Yes, I forgot like, about this conversation. That yeah. was, yes. 
continue. Yeah, so. no, you're good. You just got me I, pumped. Yeah, and I'm I'm so pumped about it, but I want to help you. Like when I picture moving forward, it's sitting down with that map, whether it's a mental map or a drawn out map or the map that happens by us physically doing those things. I want to be as active in making that map happen. Dude. So, yes, that is whatever awesome. Whatever that is. Yeah, so to give you some context. Yeah, yeah. Like, fill me in. This fill me was, in. Uh, this was right before I left last time I came into town, right? Yep. Like right yep. around Thanksgiving maybe or right before it? it yeah, it was right. It was a, it was an election day. It was election day. Oh, it was the beginning of November. Yep, because okay. I went to vote after that. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. that's right. Yes, yes, that's what it was. Yeah. I remember that now. Okay, no, so yeah, Lauren and I sat down for coffee uh, one morning and- do you remember what the intention of that meeting was? Because we ended up just drawing a map of like what the fuck back pocket is. But like, honestly, I don't know. It might have just been us catching up because I hadn't seen you, and we were gonna discuss maybe some website like stuff. website stuff. Yeah. Oh, that's right. We were kind of just going over like a general like task list of yeah. n- different things. But yeah, what it ended up being was like totally transparently. Like, I went into that into that coffee shop. And we were sitting down and I was like, it's really hard to tell someone like simply what to do when you bear, like when you have so many questions about what you're doing yourself. And I felt that coming out on the paper and I was like, this is so much like there's so many things going on within back pocket, whether it's like, it really boils down to events, community, media. Yep. And uh, we basically like put those three bubbles and like what we do with each one of those. And I'm like, okay, you see this thing. This is what back pocket's doing right now. And I, and then I wrote down like straight candid, the date night podcast, uh, all the X wine, like we started going down yeah. the list and I was like, you see this model here that is going to be for each one of these now. And then it like, it just keeps going. It it's just like keeps one of those. going. It's right. fucking crazy. Yeah. It blew my mind. That was basically <laughs> the meeting though. But I, I had like, I had a lot of doubt, honestly. I, cause I just, it, like I said, it just was really hard to go to like go into a meeting where I'm the supposed to be the facilitator. And I really just like, I just, I used you as like a, as a, like a, as a, like a, someone just bounce ideas off yeah. of and talk to. And I think that's the growth. I mean, the fact that you're like, you're in our court now, um, to that degree where it's not just, you know, Hey Marcus, Hey Lauren, what, what, can you guys get this done for me? It's like, what do you think about this concept? Yeah. So I, I don't know. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. Did you know, did you have a really good idea of what back pocket was before reaching out back in February, January um, on LinkedIn? Or did you see Declan's message and was it was just more of like um, um, description based saying like, this is tactically what I like to gather. I'm in, like, oh, what is back pocket type of thing? I'm just out of curiosity. Yeah. No, it was it was exactly both. It was the perfect like this. This is calling me because it's a description of what I like to do. And I know who these people are and I've been following them for probably six months at that point because honestly, it was probably even longer because I started working for Scott Ballard October of my freshman year of college. At Skyline Specs, right? With Skyline Specs. Is that, that's when he did the, when your freshman year, was that the year he did the goodie bags yes. with all the ping pong balls yeah. and uh, beer cups? Mm. Such a smart idea. Yes. He got like basically party uh, package kits for like uh-huh. every freshman at St. Thomas oh, yeah. with all the Skyline Specs branding. 
But this is where my mind is blown because, and it's all about, like I said, when I was on the top of that mountain looking at LinkedIn, (laughs) the odds that that didn't happen or like didn't play out that way are so high. Like the odds that that did happen are extremely low. Which part? Like seeing that post at that right time. Oh, got it. And then again, with me getting that goodie bag from Scott because I was in Ireland Hall at St. Thomas and he came by with the goodie bags and he only I think he actually only went into boys dorms I could be wrong so he didn't come through my hall and I never would have gotten this goodie bag if I had been mm. in my hall and everyone takes it it's it's almost Halloween like it's like beginning of October so he has candy in there and he has the ping pong balls and just a bunch of goodies and on the front it's taped a little piece of paper internship opportunity marketing email Scott Ballard and so I put it on my desk and I stared at it for about a week and then I sent him an email and we met up and I started working for him Mm. and through him I heard about you guys because he went to some backyard concert did you guys the yam house Halloween party yes So he went to that and he told me all about it. And immediately I looked you guys up and I was hooked and I was listening to your podcast. Gotcha. That connects the dots. That's really cool. (laughs) That really makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (sighs) I love that. Isn't that crazy how one thing leads to another? It's crazy, but it's like also it's crazy because of of the kind of the sequencing and I'm putting yeah and bringing back the puzzle pieces but it just makes sense exactly yeah. it's it's just an opportunity that you chose oh I could have gone so many different directions but I personally made the choice to go down this path yeah. that's what I believe yeah, yeah exactly and like that's why it's so wild that when you like look back when you look when you do reflecting and you're like wow I never would have thought I would have been in this chair uh with how everything's shaped out this year you know mm-hmm. but it, it, it two things it, like the first is like why then why are we spending so much time thinking about the future and where we want and how we want it to look first yeah. off like why give yourself why take put that so pressure much, on yourself why put, your, put that pressure on it and then two like you said it just makes sense like if you just stay present and start making making the decisions that you are genuinely evaluating in that time and you keep doing it like you're gonna go down a path you're gonna you're gonna choose different ways to go and then you and then you look back and you're like holy shit right like, this is nuts that it all came together that way but it's just cyclical i really do think that yeah, yeah. and one way that's hard to stay present right now is probably at st thomas um uh, you've now gone a full semester over zoom yep uh you finished last semester over zoom yeah so there hasn't been any of like the things that you f- had your first two years full of st thomas community it's been all zoom calls you talked about this on one of your podcasts how you have a class that nobody <laughs> shows up to yep you're the only one that goes the teacher is also your counselor so you kind of feel like you want to continue that relationship yep. and uh you're the only one there with your zoom screen on there may be a couple other guys there but they're all screens are off um how is that going like what it how are you able to make the most out of this opportunity? What's life like in school? Like I can't imagine being a a junior at St. Thomas and not being able to like engage with the the student body. Yeah. I must say it is difficult. And for me being such a doer, I need to get out. I need to be active every day. I need a lot of social interaction in my week and knowing that I'm taking four classes all online. And honestly, with my classes, two of them were completely online classes. So you don't even talk to the professor. I have two professors who never saw my face or had an interaction with me. And all I was doing was submitting assignments through Canvas. Crazy. 
and the other two were on Zoom. So it really just sitting in my room. Yeah, you start to go, you start to go a little crazy some days. <laughs> but honestly, being around St. Thomas, like the river is right there. So getting out and going on walks or runs or you're not allowed to go to like any the student like things that they built student center like things that they built yeah so you can go you can go to the student center because they still have like the cafeteria open it's very limited they really encourage people to take their food to go and to do things when it was warm do things outside you can't go into any other hall so my sister is a freshman at st thomas in the new dorm hall that they just built and we technically are not allowed to visit each other at all even though we live in the same household when we go home. So it's been it's been different. And for me, having those first two years of an amazing experience in college, I I'm not as upset about it because I know I'm at a different point where it's not just all about meeting people every single weekend in the in the boys hall we're going over to the boy something like that or like partying every thursday ireland. night yeah. we're going to ireland <laughs> yeah that's that's what it was like oh and the halls now i don't know if you guys know they're all co-ed whoa ireland Even has ireland? girls whoa <laughs> that's how does that sick. work <laughs> yeah i don't know Dude, those bathrooms are probably a lot cleaner now. That's co-ed. <laughs> Holy shit! Damn, St. Thomas. Wow. Yeah, I didn't That's think St. Thomas would do that, but yeah. here we are. Wow. I wish we had co-ed dorms. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Well, I think I it's think there's something exciting about going over to the the boys or the girls dorms. Mm-hmm. I think now it's going to become so normal, and also the fact that they have such nice things now. Like you guys lived in a college house. I've lived in a college house. If you move into this is just my thought. If you move into a brand new freshman dorm that feels like a hotel, it's only going to go down from there when you move off campus to a house. Right. Where we have such an appreciation for college living and then when you move out of college like getting a house where right. they're Unless, they're so uh, used to this nice place already. That's a really good point. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good point. I mean the yeah living but i mean the like for a guy i feel like for girls to live in ireland hall like that's just that's a head scratcher <laughs> like, like simply because it, it is a dump like it is it is the lowest of the low man like that when i when you talk about like moving out of your nice freshman dorm room into a house that's like not as great like yeah i went i went from living in th- it was a three-person ireland like uh, dorm. Yeah, I moved out of that into a house. It felt <laughs> so like the I house was, was an upgrade. The house was like <laughs> the size of this attic space, <laughs> and like we were like, this is so big. Yeah, there's so many things you can do in here. Like it was amazing. You were one of those guys though that always lived in the living room of the basement. Oh yeah, I never had oh, a room. Okay. I never had a room in college. I just had wow. a curtain. <laughs> To fit one more extra person in the house, <laughs> the basement it would have a one. It always have one room in the basement, and yeah. then there'd be like a laundry room, and then there'd be that space in between. And Declan would always claim that area. The for the after freshman year, the next three years, he lived in the like the, the basement living room. <laughs> lived on, and lived under a pile of rocks. Yeah. So did you have to hide from a landlord? Like, did they not know you were living there, or was that allowed? No, it was allowed. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how, but it was allowed <laughs> in the both place in the two college houses that we lived in. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was pretty simple. Sneaky, freaking. Sneaky. Now he's in an RV. Now, now you're in an RV. RV. Yeah, <laughs> my lifestyle never, never really changes. Just it basically stays the same. 
How is that living in the RV? Like, are you are you sick of it yet, or are you enjoying it? I'm really enjoying it. I mean, I like. I just it's. I've never lived by myself. I've always lived with like a group of guys, mm-hmm. um, and it's really cool. I, I I still really enjoy it. There are like really pain, like a lot of pain in the asses, such as like laundry. That one was a tough one to. Yeah, how do you do that? Uh, right now, your my, unit does not have your RV does not have a unit. My RV does not have a washer and a dryer. So the the farm that I live on, this guy's got an RV on it, or like he's got his fifth wheel trailer, um, there too that he comes and stays in for at random times. He's got a washer and dryer in his. Oh, okay. So like I got to go into this dude's basically house to do my laundry, and uh, the first time I did it, uh. It's like one unit, so you can only wash at one time. You can't wash and dry at the same time. So Got you, it. it really slows everything down. And uh, I fell asleep one night uh, doing my laundry, and I didn't know he was going to show up the next, like that night. So he just came into like my clothes in a hamper, all the lights on in his place, and like the laundry going. I'm sure he wasn't very happy about that. Then I had to go in the next morning. <laughs> when I saw, I realized he was there to go in there and take all my stuff out while he was like sleeping. I was like, what is my life? Like, this is ridiculous. Not to mention like the whole septic tank thing and draining out all like your sewage and stuff. That's a pain in the butt. That is a pain in the ass too. But, uh, what the best part about our RV life is like this idea that it's just you and you get to really just like focus on yourself be in this like really really unique scenario and be in an uncomfortable situation where you just continue to learn new things and it's just it's so perfect for my like doing mentality because it makes me focus so much on what i'm doing and why i'm doing it yeah (laughs) oh that's awesome yeah Yeah, it's great you were just talking about being um doing the DoorDash and being alone yeah for extended periods but I have a feeling that you get a lot more energy being in groups of people. Yes. Are you like, do you look forward to times by yourself? Do you look forward? Like, what are you trying? Well, how many, um, I'm trying to phrase this in the right way, but when you're just like going about your day, are you intentionally putting yourselves in positions to, uh, wake up and like, I know I can go get coffee with my best friend and that's going to provide me a little bit of boost energy to go get more work done or whatever. Are you intentionally going, Oh, I need to go take 20 minutes in journal so that I can decompress. Like, how do you use, how do you find your energy daily? Yeah, I am definitely fueled by that social interaction. And anyone who has lived with me or seen my planner can tell you that I have to plan one thing for every day to see somebody, even if it's a five minute walk. You, me, you do that. I do that. I do that. Awesome. It's yeah. very yeah. intentional. Yeah. It, yeah, it's 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 something I've done since the beginning of college. Because... And that goes back to you saying how you when Declan asked the the hardest question of all, who is Lauren? Like yeah. that is not the easiest question to answer. Yeah, bad way to start. Bad way to start. <laughs> I apologize on that one. We've done uh, too many of these good... to ask that one. But hey, you you answered it. <laughs> <laughs> You answered it incredibly with um, building relationships and continuing them. Like the and the way you worded it too was like spot on. Like that is beautiful. And to hear now that you intentionally schedule out each part of your day or once a day mm-hmm. to go see someone and build a relationship or can further that relationship, that's really cool. Yeah, and it definitely it's it's good for me and it's what I need to do. But at the same time, because I have. Like I'm involved in so many different things. I often feel like I'm spreading myself thin 
in terms of those relationships. So it's not tiring me out per se, but I will like I have 70, 80 people in Delta Sigma Pi who I'm friends with. Like we know every single person. And then I have my sports business club people. And then I have you guys and your friends. And I have my roommates and my old roommate. Like it just the list goes on where I I try to catch up with everybody and stay caught up and you just can't do it there's a point where you just can't do it and mm-hmm. that's been hard for me to deal with <laughs> yeah but you know what i it when you say it, like the necessity to continually catch up is like such a uh like it's a skill like it's hard to do i and i personally i love doing it too and the coolest part uh going back to the rv thing mm-hmm. is like when i just kind of picked up and moved to Arizona, those people, it, the task of always continually catching up and staying in touch with people, it just pays its dividends. And when you start to travel more and go around the country or the world, those connections start to show themselves. Like it's so cool that I'm in Arizona and I have four or five friends that are there already. I have two or three more friends coming in in the, in the next year and people are always down to visit. And it's just like really cool that that aspect of life, like, you know, how like, and even when I leave Arizona, I come back here. It's like with Andrew and our roommates and everybody here, it's like, you just pick up where you left off. And those are like, I just think those relationships are powerful and it just like continues to go. So never, don't really, don't, uh, don't get too worried about like, Oh frick, I didn't text this person or I haven't talked to them in a month or two. Mm -hmm. Like they're always cyclical. They'll always come back. Oh, for sure. It's great. Mm -hmm. Just making the effort to do that is (laughs) what my mom has always taught me. My mom, like the reason we took that Christmas card yesterday, Mm -hmm. always, it's a pain in the ass to like get everybody together and get them all in denim and (laughs) get everyone, everything. But like Marcus, can you pull that picture up? Like that is a, a beautiful photo. photo it is a beautiful photo and but my, what it comes down to is my mom makes us do the same thing every single year everyone flies into town everyone gets their nice clothes on and we go out and take a picture yeah and my mom loves to do it and she said the main reason that i do it is for what you're talking about it's they staying connected to people she sends yep. out like i shit you not like three or four hundred christmas cards every year wow yeah oh she has like a book <laughs> my mom book. is yeah. the same way it's, it's crazy. It, like the Christmas, that's one way that like our parents' generation loves. Yes. Christmas yeah, cards is like. list too of all the people. Right? Yeah. And they always, and it, it comes in from the, that, the 300 people they're sending it to or however many. Uh-huh. They're also sending them back uh, Christmas cards. So they, and my parents will sit down and they'll get seven or eight a day and then they're a open. A day. Right. Like over a hundred Christmas cards of random families you never met. Well life. over a hundred. And I'm like, who are these people? And uh-huh. my mom's like, oh, this is from like, <laughs> this is, Christmas cards are so important. Uh, something are. I don't like I just kind of like whatever always is like oh who are they don't matter um, <laughs> I've, I've whatever done my whole life too right but it means so much to your parents because they're getting them and now there's like a childhood friend they're getting a Christmas card from them and they get to see oh here's their three kids that they haven't seen yeah um, ever grow up and they're like oh wow my childhood friend has three kids they're like oh they look tall what are they doing and, <laughs> and then it's always funny like with the different families posting like this he's 22 and he's uh, uh, some like two descriptions like engineer <laughs> graduated college it's like all right let's yeah. not like give a bio description here yeah it's like you carried away exactly yeah. but we better be sending each other christmas cards still in 20 years yes so agreed I, I wait did you to. put your address in uh 
that on that text to my mom. Yes. Your family's <laughs> going to be getting a Christmas card from my family. I love it. I'm excited. Well, that's like what I've been doing these last couple of years, though, is I've been just giving like my college friend, my college and back pocket friends my family Christmas card. And it's just like so fun. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's a blast. Classic Christmas card. And we uh, we took our first ever uh, big company card photo. We've only always had one intern in our in our photos. Year one was Deck and I. Year two, intern Sam. Year three, intern Ty. Yep. Year four. Look at this. Look at us in denim. That is the best. I'm just so proud of that picture. That's a squad right there. Lauren, you're absolutely killing it in that photo, too. <laughs> I like the glasses. I'm not going to lie. If, if well, there's one thing Back Pocket knows, it's denim and speed. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that just, and I think that sums it up right there. Yep. We got all of it. That's beautiful. Marcus, you were looking like a treat in this photo, too. <laughs> You just look elite, dude. That's awesome. Who's who's a uh, denim jacket? Was that was like your sister's or something? Yeah, no, it was my girlfriend's sister. So she wears that denim jacket. She also has one other one. And I was in like need of one after you texted me, and I was like, all right, where do I get a denim jacket at eleven o'clock at night? <laughs> and so I tried going to Goodwill, went to Walmart, couldn't find anything. I sent out that text uh, to some friends, and she responded, and she was like, I got one. Be here in like five minutes. I'll hand it off to you. And so when she did that, I also found the glasses in there so it all worked out just fine <laughs> money wait so the glasses were in the jacket oh, yeah. Yeah. you're joking From whatever she was doing before with that jacket she had those so she was already good to go i did not know that wow. that was meant to be yeah that's oh, yeah, the world that talking to you timing mm-hmm. <laughs> wow that's phenomenal I, I mean the variety of shades it's incredible yeah this i mean this photo just means <laughs> is so dramatic but this just photo means so much to me <laughs> like <laughs> This just has so many levels of amazingness to it. Like, I mean, basically, like, literally adding one, two, three, four, like five people to the company. Like, we, that's a, that's it. That's a company, right, right there. And not not pictured Grant Adams. Yeah. Love, hey, love your writing. Continue to you know hammer home the yeah. blog. Post. Keep blogging. And uh, uh, Taylor Flood, you will be in in twenty twenty one. Once big we, ad, big ad. Once we finally get date night podcast rolling right now with the the second lockdown, we can't really do anything with that, but. Inklings of the company continuing to grow, which is beautiful. I love it. And then wait, that's just like we are the Beastie Boys. Like that is it. We are. That that's, is that's all that I need cover. is to be a Beastie Boy. Where did you guys start your love for the Beastie Boys? I've never asked. Mm, that's a good question. Why did we start like just obsessed? Oh, it was the documentary. Yeah, we watched on like a Saturday morning. Me, Jack Burke, and Andrew just watched a documentary on the Beastie Boys. Apple TV came out with a documentary, and it was like an hour and a half. And it was really cool how they shot it. It was so um, Ad Rock passed away, right? There's one of the guys, Adam, one of the guys passed away. Um, so there's three of them and two of them uh, did a live, sh- they toured the country and they did a live show where they um, walked through the Beastie Boys journey. Yeah. And um, they filmed it all. And then they chopped it up and made one like one um, hour and a half where they just took like the best parts from each uh, segment. So they're it's a live show documentary. So they're they're actually talking through everything and then they throw up like a graphic and then they zoom into the graphic and they tell this long story and there's animations and stuff. It was a documentary that I've really never seen before. Um, yeah, it was very unique. Very unique. Yeah, it was just like a mashup of their best moments from the tour and then they 
put all the videos that they threw up on the screen, they just threw up on, on like the physical video that you were watching in the documentary. Yeah. I just get excited about how they did it because that's another thing that Declan and I want to accomplish is yeah. a documentary. We will be documentarians at one point. I mean, we're documenting our journey through podcasts and all these one-off videos, yeah. but there's going to be a specific, either our own personal one or we'll do it for something else, but we're going to create a documentary. It's going to happen. Yes. Um, But you asked like the, 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 so yeah, we watched that documentary, but the reason why we were so stoked about the Beastie Boys and their story was like they were truly the first disruptors of like the rap industry when it wasn't really that popping in the late eighties. Like yeah. the late eighties were much about rock and pop and just like really great voices and rap started to show up and people were like not really understanding or receptive to it and then it blew up out of nowhere like right in the early 90s and there was no like there was not a white boy band group of rappers and they just had like this fuck you mentality and this like against the grain belief like or against this grain mantra but they had just like this inherent belief in themselves to like put out what they wanted right and was, i thought it was amazing yeah it was brash they were definitely tr- their truest selves and they wanted to shine that and then they would always evolve like they would then they were like they look back and like i kind of hated myself during this their, their most successful time was when they released uh licensed to ill and they like f- four years had passed and like that was actually an album that we hated like we didn't like being this type of person and they evolved and they like they share that publicly they weren't afraid to look back and be like we were wrong and we, you know, we've grown up here whether it was like lyrics that were derogatory towards women and then they were like they 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 wrote another song five six years later saying um we were idiots for that like that is bad and we apologize we're better people now and they would own up to shit like that and i'm like damn the beastie boys they these guys rock yeah and i want to become a beastie boy (laughs) yeah the specific instance you're talking about is i think it's girls girls yeah um (laughs) girls all I really want is girls. Uh, but so that song is yeah. like completely, if you go back and listen to the lyrics, very derogatory towards females. But yeah. they, yeah, some MTV interviewer uh, like reached out or was like, so you just released this new song about how you guys love and respect women, but yet your license to ill album has a thing that says the complete opposite. And what was the quote uh, that he had? Uh, Adam. Adam Yauk. Yauk. Adam Yauk. Adam Yauk. He said, I'd rather um, die a hypocrite than never change. And it's like, yeah, of course, like that makes yeah. sense. But why is why is being a hypocrite so wrong? If you're if you're if you're truly changing and you're and you've done something wrong, like, yeah, you should change and be a hypocrite and be like that. That is like, I don't know. It, it, the way he said That's it was stupid. It, yeah. It's just stupid. Yeah. And uh, that, that goes along with just owning up to what you your failures, your yeah. faults. As exactly. you can see, we love the Beastie Boys and can yes. talk about it for hours. Oh, yeah. But I want to jump back that. to <laughs> what we were talking about with um, maintaining your community yes. and and being able to 
spend time each day to, you know, connect with someone and find energy that way. Um, what is, and, and, and you're talking about it being overbearing at times. So I got to ask, what is your average quality? What is something you do well at times and other times not so well? And this got me thinking of that. Like it could be, you know, trying to maintain your community and, and find energy from it because it mm-hmm. can get overwhelming. But I'm curious, what is something you're working on every day that you care about? That's also your average quality. I would say it's probably being a listener. So that, that goes along with those relationships and having conversations with people, but it's, it's that being more intentional with the conversations that I'm having with each one of you and listening to what you really like and who you are all about. And sometimes I think like for me getting caught up in running around and catching up with people, having to sit back and go, okay, no, really listen to what they're saying and live almost like living in the moment more than thinking about that next conversation I'm going to have with someone tomorrow. Like, yesterday when I was over here, if I was thinking about what I would be talking about today and not listening to the conversations we were having yesterday, that it's just, it's, it's a lot to balance, but that has been what I've been working on most. So really being intentional in that, that listening to what is actually going on and being present in those conversations. Mm. Love it. Love it. Cause you, it's, it's always something you can work on. Like yeah, there's always. so many, like we have so many things we think about all the time. Like it's very easy to overlook a conversation if you're not very intentional on it. So I love that. Yeah. Well, I heard Jordan Peterson talk, um, recently. Yeah. There was like an Instagram clip and it said, uh, like describing who a true friend is. And, and it was about listening how when you share something with a friend and if their immediate response, whether it's a good or bad thing is to share something that's happened to them to compare like how you're feeling or like bring in an alter an alternative source to try to justify or like make note of how you're feeling. They're really not listening. Yeah. They're not understanding what you're saying. They might hear you, but they're not listening because if you're sharing something that's intently like uh, as intense as like something that's negative or something that's ultra positive and they automatically go, Oh, that's that same thing happened to me. Blank, blank, blank. They weren't listening. They immediately started thinking about their own things to then compare. Exactly. And the way he said it was really cool. So that's a note that I'm trying to work on right now is like when someone shares something in it and there, you can definitely tell there's like was passion behind it on any side of the spectrum. The first thing out of my mouth shouldn't be like, Oh, I that, that reminds me of blank. It should be, it should be something way different. And it's like, and just like acknowledging what they said isn't but isn't like saying something that's similar to their experience isn't that like building on the conversation or no yes but you're this is this was his point it's building on the conversation but then you're pivoting it in a new direction to yourself to yourself okay. or to a way that they didn't initially share like okay they share that there's there's more room for that part of the conversation sure and i think there's a time sense? and a place yeah. for that that makes sense to me like if you're just getting to know somebody if i just met you today and you bring up the fact that you went to saint thomas if i were to not be like oh yeah i also went to saint thomas if i hold that information that's where like that's a time when you should i think time and place talk about yourself yeah. because it's uh when, when you're developing that initial relationship like that first and Im- first impression in a way but you're just finding commonalities that you can talk about so i think when you're at those you know first few conversations with someone it's a lot more normal and respectful just because that's the way that conversation flows to be like oh yeah and i did this or that reminds me of this but i definitely agree and i see i see such a difference in college because people are at such different points in their lives with maturity where 
you know, those people, you had a bad day, you want to one up someone with your bad day. It's a it's a little complaining competition or it's a yeah, well, well, that sounds bad. Listen to my story. But then on the other hand, there are people who, yeah, you want to be more inquisitive and ask, wait, why is that? Why did you have a bad day? Or why are you so excited? What what drove you to that excitement today? Mm hmm. So that's what I, I, when you say uh, your average quality is listening, that was the first thing that came to my head. And it's like, how can I actively like what can you what can you do to be a better listener? There's like a simple like tactical thing that I'm personally doing. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I love it. I think about it in the sense of like uh, just like podcasting too, like how how like it, it's just fun. Like the the best podcasts come from when you're just like totally present and just like totally listening to what these people are saying. And I was trying like, um, I feel like that's really helped me in legitimate conversations because when you're podcasting and you, you're, you're talking about a certain thing, like you'll, you'll bring up certain things along that path in within those five minutes of, of what you're talking about that are like super crucial. And that will just like ring my brain, but I'm not going to jump in and say it right away. Like I got to hold on to it and I got to like, see how the next thing turns and how it grows into this new thing. And, uh, that aspect of just like being genuinely interested in what that person is saying across from you just like goes leaps and bounds for people because, um, People just want to be heard. They want to be understood and they want to feel important. And when you truly listen to someone and provide that next question to build on it or just like something that's very engaging and shows that you're engaged, that just gives them the ultimate satisfaction of like, okay, what I've, what I'm saying, what I'm doing, what I'm communicating is being heard. And that makes you feel important. I've been been listening or I've been reading the book, uh, how to win friends and influence people mm-hmm. it was writ- written in 1936 by this dude. And, uh, that was, that's one of the chapters. It's perfect. People just want to feel important. People want to feel important by being heard. Yes. Yes. Love that. Teddy, there's an example in the book, like Teddy Roosevelt had 90 or 90 some people on his, in his staff at the white house. And he remembered every single person's name. Wow every single person's first name and the way he would do it. He would like meet Marcus and he would shake Marcus's hand. And then in his, in the back of his mind, I guess he would just say that name like 10 times over and then he'd write it down somewhere and then be like Marcus video producer. (laughs) And then he would go to the next person, do it over and over and over again. And every time he would see these people, he would say, hello, so-and-so's name. And he said that one action as a leader helps, um, it, it, it may, again, it just goes back to the same point. Made people feel important. Love that, Freaking dude. wild. Love that. The way we make people feel important is bringing out what's inside their back pocket. Love that transition. Yeah. Guy <laughs> just has it, dude. We're the dialed guy in. guy just has it. We are dialed in today. Uh, so, Lauren, what's in your back pocket that you use uh, when times are tough, when pressure becomes stress and anxiety is rising? What's in your back pocket, Lauren? Yeah, I. it's hard to put it to words. But if I could, it would probably be resilience because it's it has to do with everything we've talked about. You you have something come your way. It shoots you down. If you and this this has been something for me, like manifestation. And I I wasn't ever really into understanding what manifestation was until this year, just because I had more time on my hands. But 
telling yourself that you are resilient. So really more than anything, it's actually self, it's like self-talk, um, positive self-talk, but having the mental resilience to know that you are good enough at the end of the day and it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks if you are happy with what you're doing and like where you're going with that. So yeah, it's it's definitely a very abstract thing, but that's what yeah. my answer would be. Yeah. I love it. Manifest. Continue mm-hmm. that because that was uh, – I'm not listening right now, but I'm going to say it anyways. From the, the aspect of me going to re- use my personal example yeah. uh, to relate to what you just said, um, my self-talk this whole year has been be yourself. Be you. I've literally just reiterated that in my brain in every like moment of positive and negative things that have happened. Be you and just let the things unfold. Don't veer. Don't try to be someone else in these weird situations. And uh, that resilience has unfolded in, in, in beautiful ways. So continue that manifestation. I believe in manifestation tr- like tremendously. Like th- when you're laying down to go to sleep, think about what you what you did today and like, OK, I could do this a little bit better, but like, like actively like do it better in your head. Yeah. And you will see that over time. The habit build that resilience is awesome. The self-talk is awesome. I like having that in your back pocket. Is there a moment this year where uh, you've really had to exercise that resiliency? I feel like there's been a lot. I don't know if there's anything extremely specific, but just between the being down on myself about not having a job, especially when I see other people, like some people have jobs who are my age and they haven't been affected by this or even being in a family of people who don't feel as affected by this as me because I'm a lot more of an extrovert and I don't get to exercise being an extrovert nearly as much as I'm used to. Um, Or even just honestly in navigating any situation that has been uncomfortable or unusual this year and just overall in maintaining like confidence in who I am because it is really hard when right now in the world like so many people are at odds with each other over so many things or they just they're getting a lot more irritated over things and being able to step back from that and not let someone else's bad day or irritability or whatever that is like affect my own perspective on each day Mm -hmm. i love it that's exactly what it is. I, resiliency is like one of those things that is, um, I don't know what it, it's, it's like, it's like discipline and, and accountability in situate in like tough situations with adversity, like remaining, like just staying the course. Like it's not, it's not, it's not flashy when you pull resilience off. Like it's almost like you were spo- like you were doing what you were supposed to do. It's like getting a first down on third and one. QB sneak up the middle, right? Know? Perseverance, resiliency. They go hand in hand. They go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. You, like you put resiliency on your resume, and like you know, I don't know. Like people, it's it, it's like an expected thing, but it's it, like people struggle with it. It's it's hard because it just like it's hard mentally. Like I don't know. I I I think it's it's great. It's. It's hard to like in those moments that you're talking about where like you don't have you, you don't have the a job, things aren't going your way and like you have to the resiliency is like just within your own head to just like 
remain positive and try and find those things you talked about earlier, like finding the avenues of opportunity, finding the avenues of positivity, finding the avenues of gratitude, like that, the action of doing that is straight up resiliency. Love it. Mm -hmm. It just makes sense. You know, who's been resilient this year? Is Marcus. Marcus. Oh, yeah. The king himself. The, the king himself. The king himself. Dude, I want to open the floor up for you to ask a question. You're, you're a com- we, we got the whole company here right now. Uh, <laughs> would you like to ask your employees some questions? I don't have any like specific <laughs> questions spot. right off the top of my head like that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why you've asked this kind of a question. I know. But we were I'm talking just, about that last time. Exactly. That's why I want to bring it up. <laughs> um, no, but it's been really great getting to know everybody and learning more about everybody. So, Lauren, I got to meet you earlier this year, and I yeah. think seeing you grow... From just like the first time I met you on like till today, it's just been like a crazy experience to see like your social media game and to see you start your own podcast. As soon as I saw that, I mean, I reached out and I was like, hey, uh-huh. if you need help, I'm there for you. <laughs> Let's yeah, go. I know. Yep. He, he sent me yeah. a DM and I was like, all right, he's got my back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So it's been a really cool experience. So while I don't have any questions, I can say that it's been a really, really cool thing to see you kind of grow uh, your brand, your business. And I'm excited to see where you go in the future. Right on. Appreciate yeah. that, Marcus. Yeah. How about you for your yourself this year marcus um what was like one thing that uh you really liked doing this year that you want to triple down on for like going forward yeah for sure for me i think i realized i really like video production and just production in general um when i started it it was just kind of like a hobby it was a side hustle and it still is but now that COVID hit um I've not been able to work as many hours and I've had a lot more time sitting down thinking about, all right, well, what can I do to do it more? I got one more semester of college. And so it's like, what happens next? Um, There's a lot of kind of open-ended questions like that. And it's, how do I get from point A to point B? So for me, it's the thing that I've really liked doing is just producing content. And I've also noticed that I've really liked gaming. So I've been working a lot on the checkpoint podcast, which is my own personal podcast. And so far we have 18 episodes, which has been really great. It's had ups, it's had downs. um, And we're learning from all the downs. And now that we're kind of getting on that winter break, school's off for a little while, work still isn't going to be coming back until like mid-January. It's a perfect time to kind of sit down, reassess and think about what can I do now that will help benefit me in a year and a half a year. All mm-hmm. of that kind of a thing. Sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. We were talking about you. So you're going to, you're thinking of doing like streaming and then the checkpoint streaming and then have that go hand in hand with the podcast. Yeah. So streaming is something that I'm really anxious about just mm-hmm. because playing games for me is kind of my escape from just everything else. Right. Um, it's the time Good for point. me and my friends to kind of pop on, play Call of Duty, and we all get to just decompress. So streaming, while it excites me, and I think it's the right move, I'm a little nervous about it just because it's kind of putting work where it's typically just time to decompress. Totally sure. agree. Right. That's and how so, I feel about streaming like video games to it. Like feels kind of odd because you're like, okay, now I'm playing in front of an audience all of a sudden. Like I know it's no different, but it is kind of weird. It can be different and it definitely perfects uh it definitely affects your performance. So I noticed way before I started like producing big content, I had my own YouTube channel. So it's out there. And uh I did like gaming clips and I would do that and I would try with the mentality of like I'm going to post this on YouTube, maybe a few people will see it, maybe not. And I remember I had one video that hit 500 views and I was like oh, like that's a lot of people. And I didn't tell anybody that I was doing this other than like my, my close friends. So I was like, all right, there's 500 people that I don't know that just saw this. So then every time that I went to go record content after that, I was 
that always is in the back of my head. Like there's people watching this that don't necessarily know me. So if I mess up, it looks bad. Mm -hmm. So I think with streaming, it gets me anxious, but I feel like there's a good opportunity to set aside time and plan. Kind of like Lauren was saying, I'm really bad at planning. So if I plan it out and I'm like, all right, you know what? It's Friday, maybe for the next hour, it's streaming time. Let's do it. Let's talk about games and I'll record that, put that out as a podcast put it out as a video podcast if I want to. And then all of a sudden I have practice in both ends. And then after that hour, I can go back to just doing me. Mm. Yeah. You know what? We need to give you, we, we need, the, I'm so happy we opened the floor back up <laughs> because you just deliver every single time. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I, um, you have a very soothing voice too, Mark. It's like very good for podcasting. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking that too, actually. <laughs> and a good flow, like good yeah. pace. From your great cadence, great cadence. God, Marcus, Marcus, God, he's just got it. Something different about it, man. Love it. <laughs> it's beautiful. I, yeah, we'll talk more about this streaming thing because I, uh, there's something there. I have an idea for you, um, but I digress. Um, Lauren, we, you know, we always ask the challenge question, of like, who do you think we should have on the podcast? Yes. And given our kind of, I would actually kind of chat instead of, I, if you have someone to challenge us perfect but then uh, i have a different challenge uh because you're within the corp you're in the culture um knowing kind of our situation right now i'm in i'm in arizona in my rv andrews in minnesota yeah what kind of podcasts do you think we should be putting what kind of podcast would you challenge us to put out there with our situations apart that would be my specific question i so this just came to mind i think it would be very interesting and very eye-opening to go forward with podcasts where you are picking a random person out. And I think this could work really well for you being in your RV if you can if you can drive it. <laughs> That's important. That's <laughs> well, important I mean, my aspect of this whole thing, yes. Regardless, if you go walk down the street to the person's the other person's RV down the street and say, I don't know anything about you. I want to have you on my podcast and not, not just limiting it to that, but I would, I would challenge both of you to try to do that and just pull a random person off the street for at, at some event. Maybe there's some, some commonality, you know, you have with that person mm-hmm. um, and see what they have to say. I like it. Okay. Hey, that's really making fear a stranger. Yeah. Cause you're also talking to a stranger who's, <laughs> who's got a lot of fear of what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good idea. Yeah. I like that. I think that'd be really fun to just like, I should just interview like some guy on the farm. I think that'd be a fun, I like just trying to think who though. Seriously. Cause I think that a lot of people who are known through connections, like they have a lot of cool things to say and you, a lot of people might already know a lot about them, but that, that quiet person who just happens to be coexisting Mm-hmm. Like, like when we were in the grocery store yesterday and that, that guy putting produce down said something to you, Andrew, like that could be the guy where right. he, he said something to you, that was the spark. And you go, I, I, I don't know what you're saying to me, but Hey, do you want to come on the podcast tomorrow? Just something like that. Yeah. The guy that is know. hooting and hollering at us when we <laughs> were uh, taking our pictures uh, all in denim. Yeah. yeah, yeah. A red <laughs> minivan. He rolled down his window. Let's go. Yeah. yeah. Actually, that's a really good. I, I like that idea a lot. The spont- spontaneity of that is, sounds like a good idea. Mm-hmm. I cool. really, I'm on board. Perfect. <laughs> and you know, like also for guests, like I, I have a, I have a little list of. of That's people, right. So That's right. You did Texas like a long list, so maybe we start hitting that. Yeah. Hundred oh, percent. I don't need to talk about it now, but. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> awesome. I love that. 
Value add. V- big value add. Mm-hmm. Um, are we on our last question? I think that brings us to our final We're question. We're on our last question. Yeah. Do you have any questions for us? Ooh. Put me on the spot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess... One question I have for you guys, because I've never really asked is, and I was going to kind of interject and ask earlier, was looking back to where you were basically at my point in college until now, what have you each learned about yourself? And is there anything that has just like completely surprised you and blown you out of the park? What I've learned over the last four years um is i can do anything and i can i can really i can do it i can do anything um conf i can confidently say you i will manifest whatever i want and i'm very proud to say that um that simply yeah <laughs> yes there's a solution to everything right like there's always a path there's always a path you can get to what what you want yeah I, that is a beautiful way to put it um for me the what i've learned is the in my in the last 4 years i just think about like all these big decisions that i've been faced with these moments of time where you have to make a decision if i've learned anything it's that life will move on and that those decisions are never as big as you perceive them originally and being just um, always having the mindset of just like moving in the forward direction and attacking it with positivity. I just didn't know that it, when you, it's so different from when you say it, when you do it. And like, I, uh, I don't know how to like really articulate it, but all like really all it is, is like, it's just like, you're always like as many highs that you're going to have in life and have as many lows that you're going to have the, the ordinary line or the ordinary plane in between those highs and lows, like just hold on to those, man. They're like so important and they're so, uh, powerful and just being like grateful for that and rec and just recognizing like this. I think that's the one thing I've learned ultimately in my last, in the last four years is like, I'm like self-aware now. Like I know what I'm, I one I, I look in the mirror and, and remind myself where I'm at far more. And I, that just that action of doing that over and over and over every day takes all the stress away. Mm. That was amazing. It. That's Thank why, you. that's why I love you guys. And I love the community that you've built and the people you surround yourself with, because it's hard to come by. It really is. And you guys are so intentional, whether or not you mean to be, and you really are like you do emanate positivity and curiosity and you always like you want to you want to you're excited for what's next. I don't know who said that, but a few podcasts ago, you were talking about how you were just mm-hmm. so excited for whatever what happens next, next, whatever happens next. And mm-hmm. that that's something that I take away from you guys each and every day. So I Good. appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Hair standing up on my arms a little bit. I know. <laughs> appreciate Gosh. it. Well, that brings us to our final question. What did you learn today from the moment that you woke up to when we're having this conversation? And, you know, last night bleeded into today. Yep. So you could have learned something, you know, after at midnight at 1 a.m. Yeah. You know, the corp had a company party. Yeah. Not, not to brag. We had a, we had a corporate send off. Yeah. Our first Halloween yeah. party or no, our first Christmas party. Right. 
All right. So what did you learn? Or what did you learn today, Lauren? <laughs> I think it would be that you and it's it's from having this conversation and even even sitting there last night and looking back at how this has turned like looking at our Christmas card photo how this isn't just you two talking it's it's so much more than that and it's there's a purpose and I think that I have learned that every action that you positively it, honestly, it's just that every action has a reaction, and we all know that. Mm, Newton's but, first law. But yeah, Newton. <laughs> but Newton's first law coming in. You never, you can't go one podcast without talking about Newton's first law <laughs> of uh, energy conservation. Exactly, God but bless. I think that I really just have learned that like every small step has gotten us all to where we are right now in this moment, and I think that's really cool. Oh, it's freaking awesome. It says it right. Oh, we'll go back to the picture. It's like last yeah. year we had one intern. This year we have eight people in a photo in speed shades, and that's for oh wait no, seven seven people one not, two two not photo two not photo <laughs> two not shown so, yeah. but no I, I like it's just small steps got us there small yeah. steps got us here like focus on the little things man mm-hmm. it's freaking awesome mm-hmm. I love I just yeah I I'm so glad and so grateful for both of you and it's just been a hell of a year and I'm again I'm. I'm glad that you, what I'm most thankful for is like, we try so hard to like, to show the value, to show the value, bring people along, to bring people along and like communicate what this stuff is, this back pocket thing is. And I'm just so glad that you guys are telling us, like literally telling us like we feed off the energy. As long as you guys are having, having bottomless bowls of energy (laughs) to feed off of from us, then like. We're doing our we're doing our job right. Amen to that. So thank you guys for just like being so receptive to that. Thank you guys for just being incredible humans who love to do things because you're incredible at it. You guys are beautiful people. And uh I really just I'm just so thankful. Like seriously. Yes. You guys rock. Thank you so much. I appreciate both of you. Mm-hmm. Back at you guys. I can I can tell you that for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, thank you guys. Of course. Awesome. Well, that's a wrap here on uh on this podcast. We love you guys. Take care. Take care. See you in double. Tell the whole squad out the back door, man, I think it's time to huddle. Yeah. We're in trouble. Wrote a pop song, tried to pop off, but I think we popped the bubble. And we run around, but now I know it's tired of the nonsense. Coverage. Had it mapped out, but you spaced out, man, you didn't see it coming. 